Well, good afternoon, and welcome to yet another edition of Barely Adequate with Colin and Jay. I'm Jay. That's Colin over there. What up, Colin? Oh, not too much. Not too much at all. I can't remember. Did we skip last week? Everything time. I've I've been having uh, three-day weekends this whole month, so I completely don't know what's happening or what day it is. I'm always confused. More, more yes, so than yes. usual. Yes, yes, we did, because that seems to be tradition for us. Apparently now we're a bi-weekly podcast, yep. which is just fine, because we're not really interesting enough to do this any once a week anyways. <laughs> yeah, we're not terribly exciting, but that's okay. Right, right. I mean, you know, we're, it's just brand, you know, it's just branding, really. I mean, the name of the show is Barely Adequate with Colin and Jay. You can't really expect a, a regular on-the-time podcast. That's just not what we're about. I mean, honestly, we should be quarterly, like, you know, every... every... <laughs> If, if, if we're barely adequate, we're actually exceeding doing quite well, honestly. Exactly. Yeah. Really, we're a four time a year uh, podcast, quarterly, really. Yeah. Every four months, you'll get product out of us. Eventually, one of us goes, Hey, aren't we doing a podcast together? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That is still a thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, what's new with you, sir? Uh, not too much. Um, like I say, I've been having a lot of three day weekends, which has been great. Um, I am catching up on all those Star Wars shows cause I got Disney plus again. Um, so, uh, I just finished up book of Boba Fett and Obi-Wan, which, I, you know, they're pretty good. Oh, you hadn't seen those yet? Not yet. No. Oh, I didn't really. Uh, the Mandalorian was okay. I got bored with it after a while. Uh, Book of Boba, Boba Fett, I really didn't like that much, to be honest with you. Well, the I mean, the most interesting and fun episodes were the ones when the, when the Mandalorian was in it. So, I mean, what does that tell you, right? So <laughs> Exactly. It's like, yeah, their best episodes don't actually involve the uh, character that the show is named after. Yeah. Uh, Harold, that's actually a great point. Is it too much Star Wars? Just like, is it too much Marvel movies and all that, and all that kind of thing? Yeah. Um, it could very well be, um, you know, at least with Disney plus, I can take my time going through it all. I can't imagine if, if this was before streaming and all of these were just DVD box sets, I would, I wouldn't see any of this stuff, you know, maybe Mandalorian, but that's it. Well, the way I look at it, it, there's no such thing as too much content of a subject that you like. Yeah. Uh, however, there is such thing as producing bad content because you're just working to pump out as much of it as possible rather than taking your time and making good product. Right, right. So, and I think the Star Wars has that going on. Uh, Marvel is starting to lean toward that. They're not nearly as bad as Star Wars in that department as far as I'm concerned. But I'm also a much bigger Marvel fan than I am of Star Wars. Yeah, and don't forget, I mean, Star Wars has like a 30-year, 20, 30-year head start on Marvel. Marvel's just been doing it the last, what, since 2008, and they really ramped up, where this has been happening since late 70s, you know, because with all the books and the comics and all that kind of stuff before all these TV shows started started being produced, right? Right, right. As far as visual content, they they did take a pretty big break between the first three and the next three. But as far as like printed, like you said, books and comics and stuff, you're right. They've been pumping that shit out since the 70s. Yeah, because I think the start of Boba Fett was, was it the holiday special? Was the first time... Boba Fett was seen and then he was in the movies in the original trilogy or something like I, that. So I never heard that, but once again, I'm not a uh, Star Wars guy really. So that's entirely possible. Yeah. I think he was popular before that movie came out. And then 
uh, everybody went nuts when he was in the movie. And so for, I mean, cause he has something like two minutes of screen time in the movie and he's like one of the most favorite characters of all time. Right. Which is really and odd. His death yeah. scene is like really, really bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's slapstick basically. I did see an interview with George, George Lucas where he was like, if, if I had known he would get as popular as he did, I, I would have, well, not killed him, but also at least he would have had a better death scene. So. Right. But as we Which, found out, he didn't die. So there you go. It was, well, Jesus Christ. Of course he died. <laughs> Isn't that all the rest of that shit's basically fan service? Uh, and, you know, <laughs> one of my biggest issues with the book of Boba Fett was the fact that they, uh, how can I explain it? They basically left out anything that's good about some, about it. It, yeah, you know, and then filled it full of ridiculous shit like that. The multicolor biker gang with that—that's when I signed out. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> the cyberpunk it, gang, yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't—it didn't fit in in the least bit. And honestly, the special effects on it looked like fucking garbage. I—I I, I view it as now. I mean, John Favreau's been doing Mandalorian, and he did Boba Fett as well, writing it and directing it and all that kind of stuff. So I'm a John Favreau fan for the longest right. time. So I'll always give him a shot, but. I look at Boba Fett as like a video game where it's DLC to the Mandalorian. (laughs) This is something, this is DLC to keep us busy until season three of Mandalorian comes out. Cause that's what we really want to see. And as proof positive as they didn't want to waste those two episodes in season three of Mandalorian. So they threw them into Boba Fett (laughs) to get them back together. (laughs) Have you, have you been keeping up on the Marvel side of it on Disney plus? Um, I'm starting to, I, I've seen up to, I've seen every movie up to, um, Multiverse of Madness, the second Doctor Strange. I think that's mm-hmm. the most recent. Oh, and, oh, well, we talked about it already. Love and Thunder. But so I think I'm caught up in the movies. Well, what about the TV shows? TV shows? No. Um, outside of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, oh, well, I see. I did Loki. Okay. Uh, Loki watched- was good. That was, Loki was good. Um, I haven't watched the Hawkeye one yet. That was, um, that was good. I like that. There was another one. Oh, uh, uh, Scarlet Witches one. Uh, right. WandaVision. I loved WandaVision. Yeah, that was really good. I was going to say, they're, they're a mixed bag. Uh, yeah. So those ones were good. All the ones you named were good. Um, any, any of the rest of them? Any of the rest of them? Um, I'm trying to think now which other ones there are. Uh, well, another one, the uh, couple of ones that I can think of are the uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier one. Oh, yes, I did watch that. That was very good. I liked that yeah. a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah I liked I didn't like uh, some of the how preachy it got in some points. And well, there were a couple yeah. and there were a couple plot, a couple points that defied logic a little bit. But yeah. overall, I liked it. To me, it seemed like basically just like a toned down six hour Marvel movie. But it, it, the best thing is it reminded me of the tone change that Winter Soldier movie was. Yeah. Which yeah. was really cool. Because, that which, I mean, Winter Soldier is one of the best Marvel movies still. It might, it might be the best one, really. Yeah, yeah. And it was the nice tone change. And this one, that carried that through, which I thought was right. really nice. Because to me, right. that's a direct sequel or direct campaign follow-up, whatever you want. Companion follow-up to right. Winter Soldier, right? So, right. yeah. And, and then there were... A- you know, it's ones that weren't that awesome. Uh, the uh, Moon Knight one. Have you seen oh, that? I haven't bothered with that. I never liked Moon Knight, so I'm not really that interested anyway. The In the comic book, he's fucking hilarious. 
Um, so that's why I liked it, despite the fact that I'm not really super impressed with him, him as a comic book hero as whole. The right. problem with the series is, you know how, and this isn't going to ruin the whole thing, but it'll give you an idea why I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's the entire, uh, his whole thing is multiple personalities. Yep. Yep. So what they kept on doing was showing you what's going on right up until this amazing action scene was about to happen, in which case he'll switch personalities and you don't see anything until it switches back and all you see is the aftermath of what must have been this fucking awesome action scene. And they did it over and over and over again. I'm like, why are you cutting out the parts I want to watch? Yeah. And it was, it was a major theme in the show that you didn't you didn't see what actually happened because it happened to the, when the other guy was in control oh. of the body, it fucking sucked. Well, look, oh, we got a caller. Error wants to call in. We're giving him a shot. Oh, nice. <clears throat> all right. I hit invite. Let's see if it goes through. I might've waited too late. Oh, we'll give it another shot. Oh, what's going on, Harold? What can we do for today? Give him a second. See if it logs. There he is. Welcome, Harold. Hello, this is Harold. Hey, Harold. Hey, Harold. I'm Jay. That's Colin. What can we do for you today? I I just want to say that, uh, listen, I think that Star Wars and uh, Disney movies, they're just uh, making too much of them. A little bit boring now. Yeah, yeah, I know I can see that. Like as we mentioned before, I don't think there's a problem with the subject matter so much as that they're trying to pump out so much so quick that they're not putting enough effort into it. So uh, they we get as you mentioned, like boring shows because they just want to put something out there. Well, I love Star Wars and as a kid, like this guy was saying, Colin. Yeah, I'm in the eight in the eighties they spaced out Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. To or to the fact that I was I couldn't wait to see it in the theater, but now they have like five fucking series. <laughs> I think even time. with the latest trilogy, they should have had a little bit more time in between the second trilogy and the third trilogy. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I can't see thirty hours of the of Andor and uh, <laughs> twenty hours of the Mandalorian. I mean, come on, man! I would rather watch like Jeffrey Dahmer and other TV shows. No, well, I, I haven't watched it, but I actually I have actually heard good things about Andor. Uh, they said it's uh, mm. it doesn't run through the general tone that the uh, other shows have. I was watching it; it wasn't so bad. But I, I would rather see a guy be a cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't like, get. I, you couldn't ahead, get sorry. into that. You couldn't get into. Um, I'm not. I'm not into horror movies, and I know I'm the minority of that because horror movies and such like that are very uh, popular. But uh, yeah, and mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, I'm into documentaries. I like that kind of shit. So that's the type of show that I would like. It's just that not that specific subject matter, really. No, I think they did a good job. The, the actor that portrayed him, uh, the guy from uh, all those um, the asylum shows. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. The American, American Horror Story. American yeah. Horror Story, that guy, yeah. he was yeah. fantastic as Dahmer. If you actually saw an interview with Jeffrey Dahmer and that guy, you would think it was him. He did a great job. Nailed it. Yeah, I, I, he's also in the Marvel movies, a couple few of them. Or the, not the uh, not the Marvel ones, the, the X-Men ones, actually. He did, good, he did a good job on those as well. Is he a serial killer in that one too? No, no, he's actually a character named Quicksilver, so he runs really, really fast. He's yep. he's had a couple mm-hmm. few good scenes in the movies too. No, but why doesn't Star Wars 
go back. I mean, enough of this uh, Skywalker era. I mean, I love it. But why don't they go back to, like, Darth Bane or, you know, Darth Malgus or, you know, the old Republic stuff. Right, I'd, right. I'd like to see more on Darth Maul. That, uh, hmm. he was good. And, and I know they did a bunch on one of the animated shows, but. No, but, the, but that's the same era. By the way, yeah. I love Solo, the movie. I haven't uh, seen that yet, actually. That was actually yeah, I mean, pretty good. Yeah, not me neither, because once again, I mentioned, I'm just not like I dislike Star Wars. Not you. But, you're in the yeah. movie, sir. You're Chewbacca. You're in the suit. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true, although I haven't wore that thing in quite a while. It uh, turned right. out to be not quite as awesome as I'd hoped for. I mean, you did a great, fantastic job, you know. But, um, <laughs> I wish I got no, a Chewbacca a, movie. I think that the, the, the problem is, is when they do an origin story, it's so good. Because they have so much there to build up the story and the arc and everything. Right. And when they have like a sequel, like Ant Man was good. The first one, second yeah. one, it was it was still entertaining. This new one, I'm not gonna go. It's uh, I'm not gonna go see it. I'm I'm good. Ant Man is not one of my favorite characters. I don't mm. mind him. Uh, I'm gonna go see the new one eventually, just because it yeah. uh, it connects a whole bunch of stuff. It's because it's got. Uh, uh, King the Conqueror oh. is the major bad guy, and they're going to be using him mm. for a whole bunch of different shit. Yep. And also the girl in it, which was hot in the first one, she was okay in the second one. Now she looks like fucking 60 years old with a short little haircut. <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on there. <laughs> Kate from Lost. Yeah. yeah. Evangeline Lilly, a Canadian. A Canadian? Oh my God. What yeah. the hell happened to her, bro? I don't know. She moved away from Canada. That's what happens. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Canada keeps you fresh up there. You don't want to move exactly. down to the United States. It drains you. Pretty much. Yeah. You go to Hollywood, everyone over the age of 60 looks like a meth head. Well, I'll just uh, go back in the chat and listen to the show. Thank you, fellas. I just uh, don't make too sense. Well, thanks for calling, Harold. I appreciate it. All right, no problem. Yeah, yep, yep, yeah. So that's my feelings on that. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the next topic. You got something that you want to discuss, or you want me to pick the next thing as well? Uh, you can go over the next thing. I'm, yeah, I haven't done right. a lot of, yeah, go ahead. Well, the next thing on the list is Thanksgiving. Uh, the oh, yeah. great American holiday is coming up this Thursday, so it's only a couple few days away. What are you guys doing for it? You guys can let me know in the chat uh, what what your plans are for the Americans. Uh, for the Canadians, I realize it's just basically another day, so I assume you don't have anything special planned, Colin. No, ours was back in October. Uh, ours was tied to the harvest, not an actual mm. event of any kind. So, um, right. yeah, yeah, no, did the family dinner and everything. We still have the family dinner and all that. Just a month early, not a month away from Christmas. You guys are nuts. <laughs> Too close <laughs> right, together. But it- and and while it celebrates different things, obviously, uh, I yeah. assume when it comes right down to it, we don't spend the day much differently than each other. No, not at all. It's yeah, it's it's a weekend dinner. Um, whether the actual you can do it on the day it falls on, we usually ended up end up doing it on a Sunday. We just make it a Sunday dinner, uh-huh. and so uh, it was just with my mom and my aunt that I spent it with this year. And yeah, it was nice. Oh, there you go. Um, what time do you guys normally do it? Because I noticed Thanksgiving is celebrated. Uh, at very different times, depending on uh, what your family is, I guess, for different traditions and such. Uh, well, with us, it would be towards, what is it? I think it's like a week before Halloween. 
So it's just kind of whatever. It's like the second or third weekend that we usually end up doing it. Um, now, the company I work for are actually con contracted by a company in Florida. So technically, I'm on an American holiday schedule. So I have mm. this Friday off, which is one of <laughs> another one of my days off. Right. Um, so I'm getting the American Thanksgiving off. But um, yeah, we just usually end up doing it on a weekend because most of the time, it's only three of us now, but back when I was in, in Ontario, at one point there was like nine of us. So the weekend was the best time to get all the families that were close together. Well, um, and well, what time did you actually have your dinner? Did you have it at like a normal dinner time, five, oh, six? What do you consider more, a normal dinner time? The more of us there were, it got as early as four because there was so much of us. So some, So a lot of food was being made. Um, now with just being three, it's like six, seven o'clock. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Ours was, ours was always super early. We were shooting for like one o'clock for dinner. Oh, geez. Uh, wow. I don't know if that's just something that my family did specifically, or if it's more of a Michigan thing because the lions played at one o'clock, uh, uh, on Thursdays. Uh, on Thanksgiving, oh, okay. you know, they had the traditional Alliance Thanksgiving Day, and basically everyone wanted to have food on their plates and, and be, you know, and, and be ready to go. Right. Um, before it, at one point, it was even earlier than that because when the family was when we were young, they tried to get the whole family together, and that everybody would eat downstairs in the basement, which is where there's the, the tables are set up. You know, be uh, there'd be like twenty or thirty people there. Oh, right. uh, yeah, you know, like yeah. an adult's table and a kid's table. Once we got older and that got reduced to like 10 to 15 people, yep. they stopped doing the basement thing. And that's when it got moved to one o'clock because basically everyone got their plate ready and sat down in the living room and watched the Lions game while they ate. Yeah. Well, once the game starts, no one's going anywhere for at least four right. hours. So, yeah. Right, right. Well, yeah. they'll, they'll take quick trick, uh, quick trips back to the kitchen for more food because, yeah, remember, it's a small house. So you're literally, you know, the, the living room is literally next door to the food. But, um, yeah, so I always remembered, uh, like all the women being in like a rush to get everything ready. Cause they knew that they had to have it ready by one o'clock. Otherwise there'd be this big commotion going on. <laughs> uh, and then, but uh, yeah, most of our other, uh, um, events seem, seem like it was fairly early as well. Uh, but then again, my family, I think just ate dinner early in general our, for normal day-to-day -day dining. It was five o'clock. That's when we sat down for dinner. How about yourself? Uh, yeah, it's typically between five and six and, um, and then whoever, whoever's and nowadays it's whoever wants to cook, um, does it. So it's six at the latest, if, if it can be helped. Yeah. Right. I see. And working at a country club, we obviously we have a restaurant and I don't know why, but it seems like uh the rich people tend to like to dine later that might just be everybody because you know, like our first reservations are at 5 30 and it and it runs from 5 30 to 8 30 and the vast majority of them are like 6 30 7 and 7 30 that seems to be the big time where people like to eat when they're going out right so i but i don't know if that's i don't know if they would eat like that 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 time when they were home or not i don't uh, have anything else to compare it to uh, I don't know. Like if you went out to eat, would you probably shoot your, tr uh, try to have your reservations for about six o'clock? Like you said, if it's going out, I'd probably go six or even seven. Um, yeah. cause yeah, I, it, I it's, it's not, it's not a problem being a little bit later. Cause I'm not doing the cooking or cleaning afterwards. It's eating. Right. There. Right. So there's, I would, I view it as a bit more flexible with time. Um, for a long while, for whatever reason, 
I was eating at like nine o'clock. And because when I got home, I was doing other stuff. And then like, I wasn't, I wasn't starving when I got home. So Mm. I got busy doing other things and all of a sudden my evening goes on and I'm like, Oh shit, I didn't even have dinner yet. And I still have to make it. So now I'm better at, uh, having dinner pretty much as soon as I get home or at least within a half hour, I'm already cooking it. Oh, it's the first thing is the first thing I do when I get home and 90% of the time, especially when I'm working, I just get home and have a Huel shake. Uh, right. We've, we've talked about those before and, you know, yep. a quick thousand, uh, cal- quick thousand calories for me. So I want to get it out of the way quickly. So then sit down, smoke a joint and enjoy the rest of the day. Yeah. Are Cause you, the worst thing is when you're in the middle of something and all of a sudden hunger pang and you realize you haven't eaten anything. Right. Yet, so, right. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and I very rarely have much of an appetite, so I have to force it down. Uh, right. Then, you know, but I definitely don't want to smoke a joint before that because then it'll be two or three hours before I'm ready to eat anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden yeah. you're eating dinner at 11. Right, right. I'm not one of those, like, uh, I've been smoking for a very long time. I don't get the munchies anymore from smoking. So yeah. that's so it used to be one of the benefits of smoking was that it would make me hungry and make me eat uh for those of you who are not uh, longtime listeners of the show or the last one i'm very tall and fairly skinny i'm six seven and weigh about 200 pounds and uh clearly that's i should weigh way more than that and that's been historically how i went throughout my life i've always been underweight and always never had much of an appetite and it had to force myself to eat for the most part so uh except for when i first started smoking you know then uh, then i was you know had the munchies all the time but uh, that went away before I had any kind of substantial weight gain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know, I know there's worse problems to have. So uh, all you people that are battling with a weight problem, don't bitch at me. Me being <laughs> underweight, just as suck ass as you being overweight. It's you just, it's just, bitch, it's just that society, you know, uh, gives you guys a harder time than they do me. Yep. Yeah. And in some ways it can be just as unhealthy at a certain point. Uh, I weigh enough now that I don't really worry about that too much, but there have been points in my life where I worried about, cause I was underweight enough that I knew if I had a serious health issue, uh, I might not recover from it. Cause you know, most of the time when like you have a health issue, you'll lose a lot of weight. Uh, it happened to me when I had cancer. Fuck. Yep. Uh, I weighed, uh, 205 pounds before I got sick. And the first time I dared weigh myself and I'm sure I weighed less than this. Cause it was like, you know, uh, a good little while after I you know, was actually sick that I weighed myself. I weighed 167. Oh, geez. Yeah, and it took. That'd be a like long... the skin just stretching over your bones at that. Point. Oh yeah, it, it wasn't a yeah. good look. And yeah. it took quite a while to gain that weight back, and I never gained all, all of it. Like when I, I tell you guys, I weighed two hundred pounds. I think last time I checked, it's actually like one ninety seven, right. and I was up to two hundred five or two ten. Um, but and that's all right. It, it, it's been five years, but I've gotten most of it back, so I'm pretty happy with that. Because yeah, you know, that's good. <laughs> there, I was worried about it. I mean, you can't really lose much more weight than that. And, yeah. I was, and I was always afraid that I would get some get cancer again before I had a chance to recover from the last time. And I, you know, I knew if I weighed one seventy or one seventy five, and I caught a good another case of cancer, that was probably you know the end for me, regardless of if I actually won the fight with the cancer. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, it's uh, cancer is one thing, but then it's also surviving the treatment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, and that's uh, that's can be a totally another thing. Yeah. Um, but you know. Uh, as I said, I got really lucky, so I'm certainly not complaining. Uh, oh, no. it, all, it all worked out in the end. Exactly. And it's also yeah. all relative, too. You know, I mean, you're uh, the same things that are, um, you know, the weaknesses that you might have because of that underweight kind of thing. It's all relative. So 
as long as you're just not being an asshole about it, it's fine. <laughs> oh, and you're right. In other ways, it, it is an advantage. Like uh, I had a, uh, I guess a heart scare uh, the last couple months with uh, different heart issues and they've resolved it and they don't think I'm in any danger or anything like that. I can go back to working out, but there's a, a good uh, five or six months almost where I wasn't sure what was going on with that. And if I would have developed major heart issues, being underweight is a de uh, definite advantage because, you know, being overweight is not good for your heart in any way, shape or form, obviously. No. No. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, so I get lucky like that. Yeah. Jay eats pulverized pea protein. They, Jack Jordan said that. That is 100% correct. Obviously, <laughs> Jack knows who I am. <laughs> um, no, no, that's true. I, 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 I drink a lot of Huel, which is pulverized pea protein, among other things. It's right. a nutritionally complete uh, meal. Um, so it does me a lot of good because I don't think I don't think I've ever eaten better health wise. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Jack Johnson says, make smoothies, you giant string wing. I am making smoothies. I'm making pea smoothies. <laughs> it does not sound that appealing. It does not sound that appealing at all, obviously, but it's actually not that bad. I get the banana flavor. So, uh, yeah, it, 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 because I use so much of it when, uh, when I drink it, the, I make pretty thick shakes. Uh, and, uh, the, for some reason, or the banana uh, flavor is good like that because it, mimics the consistency of mimics when you uh make a banana uh shake pretty well oh okay yeah well there you go that makes sense then yeah yeah um <clears throat> you're rehydrating so, pulverized freeze-dried garbage there you go yeah there you go <laughs> it's working out great so far uh, yeah. i didn't i for those who don't know me i didn't do that just because i decided to go on a health kick uh i have ibs pretty bad and it reached a point where it was very restricting what i could eat at all without it fucking up my stomach right and i found that this stuff was one of the few things i could find that didn't bother my stomach at all no matter how much i ate of it so i use that as one of my as my major uh food source so that way i can occasionally eat something that's not great for me because i found it's not a one thing it's a accumulative event uh, effect so oh, okay. like i like i can have pizza once a week and I, it doesn't bother me at all but if I had pizza more than two or three times in a week, it's going to fuck my stomach for like the next week. Cause oh, when wow. I, when I, when I have a flare up, it bothers me for three to five days afterwards. So oh, okay. um, I've learned I can have almost anything I want in like very, very moderate, moderate amounts. I just can't, you know, have anything on a constant basis. So using Huel as my main uh, food from the day to day basis really uh, helps my stomach out quite a bit. Oh yeah, nice. Now, could that also be? Is that also a lactose intolerance thing, or just? I don't know. IBS? I don't. If we before the IBS diagnosis, I thought I was just lactose intolerant, but right. it kept on happening in cases where I wasn't, you know, having dairy. So I don't know if I'm lactose intolerant and IBS, or just the IBS, um, or just Little. having IBS. Because <laughs> yeah. one of the other things, bad things about IBS is stress and stuff can also set it off. So you could be watching your diet really good. And you could just have an incident occasionally, incident occasionally. So right. it's really hard to, for you to determine what in your diet is actually affecting it. Cause sometimes it's nothing at all. And it's none one of those fun conditions that just happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and once again, you know, uh, it could be worse and I've got it pretty well controlled now. So I'm yeah, pretty yeah. happy about that. It was just, it was just a bad year or two before we figured out the best way to handle it. 
Yeah, for sure. Right. Well, that that's the worst thing is trying to figure it out. And then, you know, you've got however many doctors and specialists you'd go to. Well, maybe it's this. I don't know. Maybe it's that. And then, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I just had that with my heart doctor today. Yeah. I saw the heart doctor, heart doctor to try to figure out the shortness of breath issues I'm having. Right. And the what I thought was occasional uh, AFib. He diagnosed me with AFib before. Now he's done some additional testing. He does not think I have AFib issues. Uh, he has no clue why I'm having shortness of breath issues. And he was about to recommend a lung test to me until I told him I just had that lung test done three months ago. Oh my god! And the lung he's doctor not even said, reading your chart. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know if if those two doctors talk back and forth to each other. Um, because well. because when, when I started having these issues, I decided I set up appointments with both a heart doctor and a lung doctor because I wasn't sure if my breathing issues were from the fact that I was having heart palpitations or if uh, my breathing issues were from uh, a lung issue I was having, which might have been causing palpitations. So, right. so I went and got every, both of them checked out really severe. And the lung doctor did a shitload of tests on me. He even did this one test where he puts me in this little booth and has me breathe through various different hoses and shit. And the lung doctor said, my lungs are perfectly fine. Mm. I, you know, lots of people don't believe me when I tell them that because I smoke a lot of pot and I smoked cigarettes for about 18 years before I quit back in 2006. Right. Uh, so they're like, oh, you've got emphysema or you must have this or COPD or all that good <laughs> stuff. I'm like, yeah, you would think so. But my lung doctor said no. And they're like, I've had several different people tell me, no, you probably do. I'm like, motherfucker, a, a guy studied for fucking 16 years to tell me that I didn't. Yep. But yeah, you're right. He's That guy's probably wrong. <laughs> I, I, it's some uh, people, you know, I like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the most, one of, it was a guy at work that's like one of the most negative guys I've met in my entire life. I actually right. like the dude. And we've hung out outside of work a couple of few times, but super duper negative. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, you know, this is a, this is my invitation on this dude, uh, having an argument with you. So you'll say something, you know, completely logical, like, oh, oh, oh actually, no, I'm telling it, telling it wrong. He will tell you what he thinks about the situation. Right. So, rah, 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 rah. and then when you go to tell him something completely logical and makes sense, you get about two words out and he starts going, ah, rah, 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 rah. you can't see it, but I'm waving my hand at you yep. at the same time. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, you he he has no interest in what your opinion is. No, especially and, if you're proving him wrong. Yeah. Right. And he's not dumb, but he no. believes in a whole bunch of conspiracy theories, so it uh, makes me hard for him to take him take me take him serious on anything yeah. at all. You know, like contrails and stuff. I'm like, "You believe in contrails? Holy shit, dude." I mean, Google that shit. Google it and read for like 2 minutes, dude. You'll if you if you have a brain in your head, you won't believe in contrails after that. <laughs> Yeah. And, and some of these conspiracy theories, I understand why people, you know, um, get into them completely. Uh, a lot of, some of them make sense because, you know, no, I don't believe that the government's telling the truth 100% all the time. You'd kind of be dumb if you thought that. Yeah, but for sure. yeah. a lot yeah. of them, the, the ones that you can prove wrong through a really easy Google search, like contrails or the lunar landing and shit like that, how can you still believe that it, when, it's, when there's readily available evidence that proves otherwise yeah yeah like it's not difficult to find out a lot of things and most of it is check your sources you know if it's like mm -hmm. bob's newspaper that you know is just a website and he lives on an island all by himself uh, right. maybe it's not you know it doesn't have to be cnn but you got to get some kind of in-between point you know yeah yeah this is bob's mega awesome newspaper i get all of my info from the monkey that lives in my closet <laughs> bob's truth teller i'm like oh god here we go yeah <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, but back onto Thanksgiving stuff, because I forgot something else I want to talk about. Yeah. And I can't tell like all the secrets of the country club because, you know, uh, I would actually get fired if some of the shit you know, got back to them. So there's all kinds of things I can't tell you about working at the country club because it's, you know, confidentially shit. Sure. But yeah. I can tell you that we're having a Thanksgiving carryout dinner this, uh, this Thursday. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, I'll be working this Thursday. I've, uh, worked uh, every thanksgiving for the last 18 years so so i ask you how my thanksgiving is going to go i'll it's tell you your own Probably. thanksgiving tradition yeah yeah it's my own tra- thanksgiving tradition <laughs> um it, on, if everything goes as to plan my day is very very easy i just basically sit at my desk all day and wait for a member to call me back and tell me something has went wrong um, ah, right unfortunately something always goes wrong we're really good but shit happens members lie that kind of stuff yeah. so basically i have two jobs I have uh, my first job is to answer the phone and tell the members no when they ask if they can get extra of something. Right. Does the chef make extra? Of course he does. He's a professional. That shit's saved for when someone calls up and says, hey, I was supposed to get such and such and I didn't get that shit. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, we've been taking orders for the last couple months. I have about, I don't know, 85 to 90 orders. Oh, that's Uh, pretty good. We're doing about 70 turkeys. We'd actually be doing more than 70 turkeys, but there were supply chain issues and the chef was not able to get all the turkeys that he wanted to get, Mm. which made uh, my last week pretty shitty because we had originally ordered that you could, uh, excuse me, advertise that you could order your Thanksgiving dinner up to Sunday, November 20th. We ran out of turkeys about a week ago. So for this entire last week, I had to tell people, no, I'm sorry that you plan to have an awesome Thanksgiving with us, but that shit's not happening. Nope. Uh, We could still do sides for them, but we couldn't get them a turkey. Uh, And some of the members were really mad about that. I mean, we we, we put out an an email and an announcement uh, announcing what's going on, but I still had a couple of few days of not fun phone calls. Because what what are you supposed to do when you tell your, uh, when you have to tell somebody that they can't have Thanksgiving dinner? Well, yeah, exactly, right? So, I mean, it's it's understandable on both sides. There's things you, see, you can't control and mm. things uh, that they can't control either. Right, because, you know, we told them that they had up until Sunday, November 20th, to place their order. Yep. You know, uh, so, uh, so yeah, it, it can be rough sometimes. But for the most part, you know, we got past it. So now on Sunday, uh, we're telling everybody to pick it up between 1 and 3 o'clock. Uh, I'll actually still be there close to my normal time uh, for two reasons. People start calling about shit really early. And two, if you're going to fuck up my Thanksgiving, you're going to pay me for the whole day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I might, I might, <laughs> I might go in an hour or two late, just, you know, just sleeping. Cause I, you know, but uh, by nine or 10 o'clock, by the very latest, I, I really need to be there and start handling the phone calls. Yeah. Then at one yeah. o'clock, the, the parade starts. And yeah. I, I've told them multiple times that they need to start, uh, opening the delivery window for longer between one and three o'clock because that's a two hour time period. Yeah. If you've got 85 people showing up mm-hmm. or 85 orders or whatever, that's yeah. I don't know. Two hours. That's, it's not going to be a well-doiled machine. It's involving people. So, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they, we do pretty good. The valets are the valet. It's me, the valets and the kitchen people. Yeah. They pull up the valet runs in, tells the kitchen who is here. Right. They throw it all into this big carryout box. They've used coolers in different years or different ways to do it. They throw it all in a box uh, and then, you know, and then throw that box in a cart. Uh, and then they rush it out. And then the, both the kitchen people and the valet load it into the cart. Um, right. If you, even if you only have 60 orders, 
That means an order needs to go out every two minutes. Yeah. Needless to say, I don't get out of there at three o'clock. No, <laughs> that no, should, for that, sure. That shit never happens. It's normally three th- somewhere between three thirty and four o'clock before I'm actually out of there. And at three o'clock, you normally have like fifteen or twenty cars lined up in the circle driveway waiting to get their shit. Imagine so, the riot you could start if it's like, well, it's three o'clock, and then you just close the door in the faces of whoever's left. That would be oh, amazing. we make jokes about that. We make jokes oh, about dear. that. <laughs> you know, at, by like two forty-five, we're looking at all the stuff that still needs to go out. The chef will go, fuck it. At three o'clock, just push them all out into the porch and close the doors and we all go home. That's they right. can figure that shit out. Don't even label everything. It's like, here you go. <laughs> Start sorting through boxes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Just so, yeah. Bash. You do your own little Black Friday thing just for food for Thanksgiving. <laughs> right, right. But that's the second to last thing that I have to worry about for the season. Uh, last, last thing being holiday bingo. They can't, they don't call it Han- Hanukkah bingo, but that's really what it is. Oh, I see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Starts yeah. with an H, close enough. Yeah, and that'll be like <laughs> somewhere between two hundred and two hundred fifty people, because it's not going to be huge. Because by that time of year, a lot of them are gone for the season, either in Florida or California or Arizona, or the big three. So, but we they go out and spend a whole bunch of money and buy a whole bunch of different uh, presents for so that the kids can win while they're playing bingo. And it, it's also popular for the adults. Well, we'll have tables that are nothing but adults. I mean, oh, yeah. like, like, like the like uh, the members in their fifties, their kids in their twenties, that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and Harold asked, "So let me get this straight: do not cook their own Thanksgiving dinner? The country club does, and all they have to do is pick it up." Yes. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's not. It's cheap, the good but, life, Harold. Yeah, yeah, it is the good life. I, I work at a really uh, high end country club. Yeah. Um, for the area that I am in, it's probably the most expensive country club. If you compared it to like East Coast and West Coast, I'm sure it's not very expensive at all. <laughs> it really depends on where you were. Yeah. Um, uh, Jack Jordan asked how much. Uh, for we have two different packages, uh, but the the large package is probably the best one. Uh, it feeds ten to twelve people. It has a whole turkey, uh, giblet gravy, uh, cranberry orange relish, uh, onion bread stuffing. Dinner rolls, uh, two pies. Stuffing. I haven't <laughs> had that in a long time. Yeah. Uh, two pies, either pumpkin or apple, or you could have one of each or two of the both. A green beans, candied yams, and I'm probably forgetting one or two sides. Uh, but for the package that feeds 10 to 12 people, it's $450, which I realize is a fair amount of money. But if you but went to a people, restaurant, though. right, right. If you went to a restaurant and, fe- and tried to feed 10 to 12 people, you're probably going to be spending more than 40 or 45 bucks a person anyways. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, because you think, you know, drinks and all that with it and everything. Yeah, so. Right, right, yeah. So it's a. Get a bottle of wine for the table or something like that, then yeah, you're going to hit that easily. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Jack, it's four. It's 450 not 400 But yeah, it's actually not that uh, bad of a deal when it comes right down yeah. to it. Uh, a lot of times at the at a uh, country club, and I can't say for all of them, but at our country club, it's the club is designed not to make money. It's designed to break break even or even lose money a little bit and then make it up on the assessment. Uh, a good example is that the restaurant is actually designed to lose money every year because they want to give the impre- impression of good value. Uh, right. A good example is uh, it's a steak. I believe you can get a steak at my uh, uh, work for there's different cuts and things like that, but about forty or forty five dollars is a good example, and which sounds like uh, a decent price price for a steak, but can 
you have to consider the quality of, of what's going on. That steak that we're charging a member $42 for cost us like 27 to 30. Right. Uh, yeah. Cause we get it, we get it from a, yeah. right. We, we get it from a private uh, stockyard in Chicago. And then you have to consider the overhead of, you know, actually paying people to cook it, the overhead of the building, the overhead of the servers, the whole nine yards. And they should be part, uh, charging way more than $42 for a steak that costs them 30. Yep. And so they, they actually lose money on it. Um, uh, and in the long run, they have to pay for it anyway. So every year there's an assessment. Every member is charged uh, basically uh, the difference between w- what their budget was for the year and what they actually spent. So in the end, they're, pay- they're paying more for it anyways, but it gives them the idea that they're getting value from their club membership. Right, right. And honestly, they practically are for the convenience of that kind of stuff. I mean, I'll pay a little extra to not have to cook for 10 people and then clean afterwards and all that. Kind oh, of yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You know. Yeah, and these are most of these people, a lot of them come here almost every day. Some of them do come here every fucking day. Yeah. Uh, some of them come for both lunch and dinner. I mean, other people, there's there's other ones that have memberships and I, and I never see them. Uh, a couple of them, never at all. I've been working there 18 years and there's members I've never met. Because right. because they because they pay for that membership just to have the membership. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To say um, they have it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, damn, I can't use any examples really because <laughs> because the, <laughs> the more likely they are that uh, they don't use their club membership all that often, is the more likely they are that you'd actually know who they are because because yeah. uh, I have members that are you know no one would have ever fucking heard of obviously. But then there's other members that are either locally famous, like uh, t- some of the various uh, TV lawyers and such like that. Oh, nice. Um, or, uh, and at least, at least a half a dozen to a dozen that if you ran in the correct circles, uh, you would know who they are. And probably about four that it wouldn't matter what circle you are. You probably know who they are. Figure it out. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Um, oh, yeah, no worries. Yeah, Harold asked Passive Dave, do you like to grow up in a place like that? Fuck yeah, Harold. <laughs> I mean, Jesus <laughs> fucking, you know, uh, I, I I do know quite a few what, you know, what they call the trust fund babies. These are people that were born rich yeah. uh, and have never worked. Um, and more power to them. I mean, you know, I don't begrudge that. They didn't, yeah. it's not, it's not like they, they stabbed somebody in the back to get that life. They just woke up one day, you know, they were born and they yeah, were they're born into it. Know. There's nothing they could yeah. control. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, um, I, and some of them have awesome lives. You know, uh, they're running their life the right way as far as I'm concerned. Uh, being that it's a, a golf club, country club, uh, a couple of them are really in the golf. And that's all they do. Like, I know a guy who's in his 40s, late 40s. Actually, he was in his early 40s when I first started working there. So he's probably in his mid to late 50s now. He's right. never worked a day in his life. He plays golf twice a day. <laughs> he comes in around, comes in the morning, plays around, has lunch, plays another round. Uh, you know, uh, might take a shower in between and he's there every fucking day doing that. If there he's not there, if he's not there, that means he's following one of the bands that he likes. Like we didn't see him for two or three months with the, the last time the, the Rolling Stones turned because oh, he nice. just followed them around and watched, saw them at every fucking place that they went to. Nice. And, you know, that's I'm not into golf and I'm not into the Rolling Stones, but I respect the fact that he's doing it the right fucking way. Yeah, I mean, if if I could afford it, there there would have been bands I would have followed on their whole tour. I always would, I would still love to do something like that, a favorite band, and just make sure I get to every stop on their tour. That'd be great. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that that'd be awesome. And you know, um, when I say he's doing it the right way, because some of them aren't. Um, oh, for sure, for sure. There, there. I know plenty of rich people there, and these tend to be the people that the ones that uh, didn't start out rich and had to work really hard and scrimp and save, you know, uh, to build up their business, and eventually they made it big. And they can't really lose the habit of you know uh, being cheap. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I've it. it for example, it's a running battle every day at my country club to see who's going to steal the Wall, Wall Street Journal the first. Oh, jeez. <laughs> every day someone steals that paper. Um, <laughs> it really it really uh, just depends on who gets to it first. I mean, and how much is that paper? $2, $3? Maybe. I mean, like yeah. you know, a subscription can't be that expensive. No. Uh, and I've seen someone who is worth $7 billion steal our newspaper on his yeah. way out from lunch. Just stop by, stop by the table in the waiting room, grab it, Just and, you and walk out. Yep. I know a little old lady who's in her late 80s to early 90s who comes up to me upset every fucking day because someone uh, lately has been coming in in the morning and stealing the newspaper. She she gets mad because when she comes in for lunch, she grabs it, and she's fucking bold about it. She pretends like she's not going to steal it. Like she yeah. told me four hours ago, no, no, I'm not stealing. I'm just going to use it. But if I'm, if she, if she doesn't think I'm paying attention, I've seen her walk in as soon as she got there, <laughs> walked over to the table, grabbed, grabbed the newspaper, turned around, walked back out, called over one of the valets and said, Hey, put this in my car <laughs> just, wow. while I'm standing and watching there the entire fucking time. And then she has the gall to come up to me and bitch that someone else stole the newspaper. You know how hard it is for me not to say something to this lady about the fact that I know, I know she's stealing the newspaper. She knows I know that she's stealing the newspaper because she's like the last time we had a conversation it was like, Jay, you've yelled, you yelled at me about it. You know who's stealing the paper in the morning? <laughs> holy fuck i love she gets the staff to be an accomplice that's great yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's bold i love it that's money uh, right there uh yeah i mean it's it's it is i mean you know and here's the thing i've told people before i wish she was mean because she's yeah. not she's a sweet old lady yeah you know uh but damn she, it she's she, getting her paper that's it oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean she's a sweet old lady She's there every, the reason she's there every day is because she's constantly having lunch with different charitable organizations that she's trying to set up fundraisers and do things for. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Like, but, but she just does annoying things in, during her being nice day. You know what? Like she, I, I, I changed my mind. You're the monster here. Just give her her own paper, Jay. You have the power. Just we've talked it. about that. I go, why don't we just buy her, buy her a subscription? Yeah. Yeah. But what I really want to do is I, I was like, I've talked to my boss. I was like, Hey, please, please, please. Can we cancel the subscription to the wall street journal? Because I want to be able to tell her that we went ahead and stopped getting it. Cause someone stole it all the time. There you go. Yeah. It's tearing oh. the clubhouse apart. <laughs> it, 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 well, it, it's so bad that she had friends uh, that one that's moved away since then, but while she, when she was there, she would come in before she got there and hide the newspaper underneath one of the couch cushions. And, and then when she oh left, God. she'd come back, she'd come back out and put it out because she was embarrassed that her friend stole the newspaper every day. Uh, yeah, it, it's funny. You know, I mean, country club life in some ways is, uh, nothing but petty drama. Uh, yeah. but, uh, 
but it's surprising. It's a really significant part of a lot of these people's lives. <laughs> and I mean, and why not though, right? I mean, it's another version of your local pub that you go to dinner for every day after work or something. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. Know, it's a it's yeah, basically the same thing. Or yeah. A pool hall or whatever. Yeah, you know. So. I mean, you you end up seeing the same people all the time. Yeah. Um, and of course, people use it for different functions. There's some there, some there because they love to play golf. That's a lot of them. Sure. Um, yep. There's some there that, uh, excuse me, are just looking for the social aspect of it. You know, because they basically they're looking for friends and people to hang out with. Some people are there for the business aspect of it. I call these the working rich. Uh, mostly, yeah. they're there to meet other business people and develop business relationships. And and a country club is really good for that. Obviously. Uh, oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, then you have the old ladies who don't have the who the country club has been their social life for the last fifty years. They go there every day and play cards with each other and have half a sandwich and a bowl of soup and that kind of shit. Um, yeah, so that goes top now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then and then you uh, then I have like these are mostly uh, the couples in their forties to sixties that come there pretty much every night to have dinner. That's just their thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's an interesting place to work. I've been there 18 years. There's a reason for that. It's not a bad place to work. You're, you'll find country club uh, employments very different than a lot of other places. Uh, you, we have fringe benefits that you don't see anymore. This is stuff that used probably was more common back in the day. Uh, and then just some stuff that's probably uniquely country club. They feed us, for example. We get an employee meal, one for lunch, one for dinner. Uh, oh, we nice. don't order. We don't order off the menu, which is why it's different than other places like restaurants. They make us our own meal. We call it e lunch for employee lunch, and yeah. it normally normally it's just nothing special: chicken wings or mac and cheese or hamburgers or fucking you know uh, pork chops. You know nothing ridiculous. No. Um, but we, uh, the only exception to that is if there's a party where leftovers were after the. Uh, party word that never got served so was something that never left the kitchen sometimes we'll she uh, stuff like that uh, for lunch the next day right sushi or uh, uh filet mignon for some of the our steak parties and stuff like that yeah uh, no so point we, in throwing food away if you don't have to so, yeah, yeah yeah and our like our health insurance is off the hook uh outside of a 500 uh, fortune 500 country i don't think you're going to find uh, a normal country a country nor a normal normal company that's going to give the type of health insurance we have nice. uh, it's it's blue cross blue shield which obviously a lot of people have but we have something called the supplemental insurance on top of that okay that that pays for our deductibles uh-huh all of our deductibles all nice. of it yeah <laughs> uh so we end up with like you know a 30 uh office copay and that's about it most of our most of our prescriptions are super duper cheap like to the point where i've had pharmacists say you must have really good insurance because <laughs> <laughs> i'm paying way less than most people yep. um and so which so obviously that's very helpful as well um damn i lost my train of thought health insurance oh uh yeah and and when i say we have good health insurance it's cheap my i pay 30 dollars a week for my health insurance oh wow that's great yeah yeah, so I mean, you you really can't beat that unless you're in like a Fortune 500 company or some shit like that. Yeah, I can't remember what mine is through my company. It comes right off my check, so I don't have to. It's not a direct. Yeah, same same here. I have to worry yeah. about right, but yeah, I can't. It's not crazy, and it's it's decent. You know, I mean, I'm in Canada too, so it's decent already. Even if I wasn't working, but uh, right, 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 yeah. yeah. So you're set up, yeah. You 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 have the advantage that you guys have decent healthcare to start off yeah. with. It's not, it's not quite tied into where you work quite as much. I don't think exactly. Yeah. So for what we get from work, it's just you know, um, 
free regular stuff like eye appointment dentist all that you know a couple right, of right. a year or something like this it's it's those kind of added things right so yeah and yeah so i mean benefits for everybody else if i die at work but it's right, a right. cubicle job so it right. would have to be something very our, our, <laughs> well and this shows just how shitty uh american insurance is uh, my wife needed insurance. She actually worked where I worked for a while and then moved on to a better job that right. paid more. Uh, but they didn't offer health insurance. So you had to go through the health insurance marketplace right. and all the insurance there was so expensive and so shitty that we found that despite the fact that me putting her on my insurance cost me $600 a month, um, it was still the best bet. Because wow. compared compared to it's the it's the, the deductible thing, right, uh, we right, can right. If for us to find uh, insurance that covers all, everything that my insurance covers because you know it doesn't have things that it doesn't cover as far as like health stuff, and some insurances do, uh, so it covers everything and uh, we could find one that's like four hundred fifty a month, but it's got like a fucking eight thousand dollar deductible. <laughs> I said, you know, so I go, despite the fact that we're going to spend $7,200 a year on your insurance, it's still cheaper than anything else we can get really and way better. So, yeah. you know, so when we, we just, you know, took $7,000 out of how much she makes a year because she gets paid salary and use that for the basis of what she's going to get paid. And it still made sense to move from her, uh, the job she had working with me to this new job. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, it's not as simple. This is more an hour you've got to look at everything else that comes with it. So, yeah. Oh, oh and it was hard to figure it out because you got she crunch got paid. numbers. Yeah. yeah. You need like a basic accounting degree to figure all that out. Oh, well the problem was in addition to an hourly wage, uh, she got tips and other things, uh, basically, you know, right. cash from her job. Uh, and a big part of it, my, my wife was the, uh, ladies locker room manager. And right. part of the things that she handled was the ladies' card room. And as tradition was set up in the ladies' card room, she got paid for handling card tables. So they would set up parties of four, and everyone would give her $5. So each table was 20 bucks. There were times where she had five or 10 tables a day. You know, oh, and then, yeah. there, then, then there's other times where she had like two or three tables a day, or on a slow day, she might not have a table. Yeah. So you had to try. Day, it's like 200 just for. Yeah. For, yeah. For yeah. You're make, doing anyway. Yeah. Yeah. In the height of the summer, she might make another five or $600, you know, in between card tables and tips for doing shoes and shit like that, in yeah. addition to her pay. So that was very hard to figure out how much she made a year, really, and yeah. to, when determining whether it was worth your while to move on to another job. Now she does bookkeeping and office stuff for some lawyers. Uh, which is which is better um it really is you know uh yeah. she's too old to be cleaning lockers she was the locker room manager so she had other stuff people to do stuff but she was still running around and in the morning sometimes it was just her so she'd have to clean shit instead of leaving it for her assistants like she should have and you know she's my age so she's almost 50 so you know she yeah. doesn't that's a little bit too strenuous for her no yeah at some point if if you can get away from a general labor kind of thing then right it. right yeah yeah mm. Sorry, I was drinking some water. Um, of course, that has me. She has to hop on the treadmill here at home, but <laughs> but it's balance, right? I'd oh, rather yeah. her. I'd rather her hop on the treadmill here at home than actually have to work hard at her job. We're yeah. too old for that shit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right, we're we're we are closing in on the end of the show. Do you have anything you want to cover before we get out of here? Uh, not too much. Um, no, not really anything at all. It's just. Uh my last three-day weekend of the month so 
uh, in December, I'll actually have two full work weeks. So that's going to be difficult. But then I'm off pretty much with holidays using the re my remaining vacation days around the time we get off for Christmas. I get like almost two weeks off. So most of December, I'll, I'll be off anyway right up. in right and up. around Christmas and New Year. So that's exciting. Right yes, it is. All right. Uh, anybody in, in the, uh, chat box, got anything they want to talk about right quick before we get out of here? Or is there anything you'd like me to say? Cause that's always fun. I can always say some stuff, uh, in my radio announcer voice. It will give them a second to think <laughs> I've done this before on my, on my other show. It's kind of fun every once in a while. Uh, it's a total ripoff of the, uh, honest trailers guy. I was just about uh, to say, yeah, the honest trailers guy does that. And I love that channel. Man, yeah, I go yeah. on deep rabbit hole between that and the video game channel. Uh, yeah, people, yeah. Yeah. People tell me like, Oh Jay, you've got a great voice. I'm like, no, I've got a decent voice. Uh, there are people that have really good way of better voices than me. And like the honest trailers guy is a pretty good example. Of that. Yeah. Like, well, yours is still pretty good though, but yeah, I get, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. All right, Jack Jordan wants me to say Frank Duffy is a pussy. I don't know who that is, but I'm sure he is That's a pussy. That's for Elgato. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll give that one more time. Uh, we'll we'll try it a little deeper. Frank Duffy is a pussy. Ah, no, I need to practice that. <laughs> so I should probably just say in my regular voice instead, instead of trying to go all radio voice. On, on it no go full zoo morning radio do you have a horn or something you can also <laughs> oh <know>? yeah honky <laughs> honky <laughs> all righty i think we're out of here for the night uh until next time oh wait wait we almost forgot oh, how, oh. Do, how do we find you on the internet sir oh uh risen 72 on twitter i'm on twitch i stream stuff to fundraise uh i'm on instagram as well and i talk about the stuff i, I just fundraise all year round but yeah risen 72 on twitter twitch instagram and i also uh, uh signed up to hive because apparently that's going to replace twitter but i wanted oh. to make sure i'm risen 72 on everything so right right i may never use it and i might delete it but right now i've got risen 72 if it becomes there you go so there you and go. if you guys want to find me i am passive j on twitter uh and once that goes down i'll probably be passive j on whatever the next thing is exactly you know you got to register now you know right. there's going to be one of these pricks yeah. probably in the chat room that'll take him from you <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably yeah all right well uh we'll see you next week and if we don't see you next week we'll certainly see you the week after that everyone has a thanksgiving uh, everyone have a, <laughs> everyone have a happy thanksgiving put the joint down jay jeez yeah, no kidding, man. It was a rough one this week, wasn't it? Later. <laughs>